Welcome to another episode of Men's Bible Study. Dr. Justin Hillhouse joins us again today to continue our series, I Fix Stuff. Now, as men, we like to think that we can fix anything. If it's a car or a crack in the wall or whatever it may be, we are geared towards fixing it. However, when it comes to spiritual things, we need something beyond our strength to fix it. Now, let's hear from Dr. Hillhouse. All right, guys, if you have your uh, copy of God's Word, open it up, turn it on. Hopefully, I, I think Frazier has uh, stuff that he can throw up online, I, I think. Uh, but uh, we're, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2. And I just love, I love the book of Ephesians. I think it's a, it's a great book, and um, it's just fantastic. And we're, we're kind of in this series right now uh, called, you know, when <clears throat> um, we're in a series called I Can Fix It, um, and uh, whatever is broken, uh, you know, he can fix. And, you know, when I think about just kind of the, the title of the series, uh, I think about us as guys, naturally, we are fixers, are we not? Uh, we like to fix stuff, and... If we can't fix it, then we'll find somebody that we know that can fix it. And what's so great uh, uh, about just us as guys is as we are naturally bent on fixing stuff, today we have this thing called YouTube. And I'm telling you, if you can't figure out uh, how to fix something, you can always look it up on YouTube. And on YouTube, you can just go through kind of step-by-step and fixing and fix stuff all around your house. And when uh, I have a crack in my wall, I had a crack in my wall, uh, uh, you know, several months ago, and I really didn't know how to fix it. And so what was great is, is I got online, I did my research, I looked at a ton of YouTube videos on basically how to fix a crack in your wall. And I looked at all sorts of cracks. I looked at holes in the wall, looked at cracks in the wall, different sizes, different shapes. And so I had no clue how to fix a crack in a wall. And so I went to Home Depot, got all the supplies I needed that they told me on YouTube. And then I remember I I had my little iPad there and I just kind of play the the video and I just kind of follow right along the video. And, you know, three hours later, I fixed a, a crack that was in my wall and it doesn't even look like uh, anything happened and it was awesome and probably the coolest thing uh, in fixing that was I got to use this stuff it's called texture in a can or it's called orange peel and Rex you probably know about this and I don't even know if it's the best stuff to use or not but I used it and uh, that stuff first of all it is awesome because you just spray it on the wall it's texture but not only do you spray it on the wall but the way the walls were is uh, you had to wait for it to kind of dry and, and then kind of run your trowel over it and uh, kind of make that bubbly look uh, on your wall. And it, it took several times for me to, to get it right. And so kind of the first time I messed up, so I wiped it off and had to clean it out. And that's what took so long was actually the, the texturing part and blending that texture into the wall. And what was so great is, is I had that YouTube video there just to kind of watch it over and over and over again and to practice. And it was great because I could fix something that I normally uh, would have no clue how to fix. Or I could fix it, but I'd do a pretty horrible job 
with it. And, you know, when it comes to uh, something like a car, you know, don't ask me to fix a car. I, I can change a tire, but beyond that, you know, changing your oil, all that stuff, I, I got to take it somewhere and, and get it fixed. Uh, it might be in the yard, but just naturally as guys, we want to fix things. Uh, I, I want to fix stuff that's going on in my life. I want to fix stuff that's going on in my marriage. I want to fix stuff that's going on uh, with my kids. I want to fix stuff that's going on uh, with relationships. I just, I, as a guy, as a dude, we just want to fix stuff. And we want to fix it and then move on. And for a lot of us, personally, uh, there are some things in our lives that we deal with that we truly want to fix. And kind of like that crack in the wall, there are a lot of surface level things that are going on that, that, that we feel that we can fix. But then there are some deeper things. There are some spiritual things. There are some things that we do that constantly kind of gnaw at us there on the inside that are constantly reoccurring. It's, it's kind of like that crack. Um, that crack was a, a surface uh, crack that I fixed, but what caused the crack is a deeper issue that is going to reoccur. I might have temporarily fixed the crack, but there's something else going on in the foundation of the house that needs to be addressed for that crack to be permanently fixed. Right now, I just kind of, I filled it in, I textured it, and more than likely, it's going to come back. It might come back in three months, it might come back in three years. I don't know, but I do know that there is an issue there. I covered it up but and, and fixed it, but I know it's only a, a temporary um patch and, and for us uh, we keep on trying to put these temporary patches on our lives and we look at those self-help books we look at motivational speakers we might even listen to a lot of sermons and we're trying to fix uh, these things in our lives these relationships in our lives these um, these uh, kind of secret sins in our lives we keep on trying to fix them and we just put band-aid over band-aid over band-aid on them um, trying to fix them, but we know that there is a deeper issue there uh, in our heart and in our lives. And in many respects, uh, when you look at uh, Christianity, you look at us following Jesus, um, Jesus has called us to change. He's called us to make adjustments in our lives. And sometimes those adjustments and those changes are definitely not easy. Sometimes those things are hard. Sometimes there are changes and things that we do uh, that God wants from us that, man, they're, they're hard to do. They're, they're hard to give up. You know what? They're hard to fix. And we are naturally bent on sinning. We are naturally selfish. We naturally want to do things the way we want to do them and not the way God wants us uh, to do them. Uh, uh, we want to live in sin and and be comfortable and selfish, and God calls us to be holy. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, if you just look there in verses 1 uh, through three, it says this, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, uh, the spirit 
is now at work in those who are disobedient. For all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. You know, when you look there in verse 3, it really jumps out. All of us uh, also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires. Uh, You know, sin demands conformity. Sin wants us to fall in line with everyone else and to do it the way everyone else uh, does it, to do it the way the world wants us to do. Um, When we sin and and when we kind of give in to those things that we want to fix, but we keep on kind of falling back, really it it is a selfish desire and it is really just kind of a desire Uh, of our heart because we are naturally bent to sin. Uh, Psalm 51, 5 and 6, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely uh, you desire the truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the utmost place. And so we, we were born into sin. We naturally sin. That is the way uh of the world. Um, we were born into a sinful world and we are sinful uh, beings. And sin likes us to conform and to kind of fall in line with the rest of the world. Uh, M. Griffin, in his book, uh, The Mind Changers, um, described an, an experiment done by a guy by the name of Solomon Ash. And what he did is he brought in groups of 12 people, okay? And they were brought into a room, and there were four lines. There were four strings, and they all were of uh, unequal length. And they, as a group, had to decide and vote on which strings uh, were the same length. And 11 people of the 12 knew that this experiment was going on and all uh, decided uh, beforehand uh, which strings to choose and they were going to be of unequal uh, uh, unequal length. And so of the 12 people, only one person didn't know what was going on. And so when they went into the room, uh, they would all 11 would decide that two strings of unequal length uh, would be voted as the same length. Of course, that one individual would be left out. And what was fascinating is that a third of all of these groups that were tested, uh, peer pressure caused that one person to cave and to agree with others that, hey, listen, these two strings are equal in length when in reality and obviously they were unequal in length. And that's just the power of peer pressure. That is the power of of, of the world forcing uh, people to, to agree with them even when it's obvious that it's wrong and it doesn't make sense. And sin uh, wants to assimilate us uh, for the purposes of death and destruction. 
There is no other option. Sin uh, wants us to follow it and to conform to it. When you look in Romans 12 too, that famous passage, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Sin wants us to conform and to fall in line and to follow where it is leading, which is to the grave. <laughs> Sin wants us uh, uh, to be destroyed and leads to destruction. And then if you continue reading that verse, what does it say? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So sin desires and wants us to conform. You know, the very definition of conformity uh, is an action uh, in accordance with prevailing social standards, attitudes, and practice. So it is an action to follow. Conformity is simply an action to follow. And the standard of the world is sin. The standard of the world is self-reliance. And as long as you think it is right, uh, it is okay. And yet when you look at Scripture, Scripture says, hey, don't conform. Don't fall in line. Don't, um, don't follow the standards of the world, but rather be transformed. Be completely changed. We see it all over Scripture warning us about conforming, getting in line, and following the world. 1 Peter 1.14, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Uh, 1 Peter, continue reading in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4.3, uh, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, coercing, and detestable idolatry. Uh, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we are not to conform uh, or to make those surface level changes. We're not to conform to make uh, uh, the changes that the world wants us to make, but rather what Christ wants us to make. And there is a difference between making those surface level changes. Because when we make those surface level changes, we say, hey, listen, I want to change. I don't want to live the way the world does. Hey, listen, I, I want to address certain issues in my life or address certain issues in my relationship. We want to fix those things and we want to change. And a majority of the time, at first, we make those surface level changes. And the problem with making those surface level changes is they only last for so long. Um, they only last... Uh, for maybe a day, and then the next day we might forget about it, or we might say, you know what, I just, something might happen and it might trigger us, and all of a sudden we lose it. Um, you know, I don't know what you struggle with. There's some of you, you might struggle with, you know, anger or some sort of addiction, and you can, you can handle it, and you can really focus on trying to fix it for a day. You can really if you really focus, you might be able to, to do it for two days or a week or maybe even two weeks. But then there comes a point in time where something happens and you just somehow you give in. And it seems like you take three steps back when you just took two steps forward. And um, it is something that we can't fix on the surface, but rather we have to go deep and there has to be a, an interchange uh, that, that happens. Um, we can only fix uh, uh, ourselves by not 
by not fixing ourselves, but rather by allowing Christ to fix what's wrong within us. And we see uh, throughout Scripture that man, Christ, as a Christian, Christ is with us all throughout. Um, we're not trying to fix ourselves, but rather we need to allow Christ to fix us. We see that uh, we are united with Christ in 1 Corinthians six seventeen. but he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in the Spirit. We see that we are transformed by Christ, 2 Corinthians three eighteen, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is uh, the Spirit, we are made alive in Christ in Colossians 2.13. Uh, when you were dead in your sins and in uncircumcision, in your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of our sins. We are imitators of Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And we are set apart because of Christ. And uh, Psalm 4.3, know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself, the Lord will hear when I call him. And so the world tells us to get in line. The world tells us, hey, just kind of do this and and uh, you'll be all right. And it will lead to destruction. Yet we are in Christ. Christ is with us. And so God uh, does not want us to conform to the world or to follow those things, but rather he wants us to follow him, he wants us to live in holiness, and God wants to fix those things that are deep inside of us that we also want to address. And so it is impossible for us to conform to the world and to conform to the way the world wants us to live and to live obediently uh, uh, to Christ and to live obedient. To God, as it says in in Romans two uh, twelve two, uh, do not conform to the world, but what be transformed, be changed. And so, when you look at Ephesians two verses one through five, you know one through three, you know basically tells us, hey, listen, um, we were once dead in sin, uh, we could not fix ourselves, but then. If you look in verse four and five, you see that it is grace that grants us freedom. It is grace that allows us to move forward and allows us to be fixed uh, by God and not by ourselves. It says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it was by grace that you have been saved. Uh, when we talk about God being graceful, uh, it's one of those things that, man, it is hard for us to forget uh, our sins. Uh, but that's what I love about God is, man, God has a horrible memory. Uh, in Psalm uh, 103.12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. And so 
we don't have to worry uh, about God constantly dredging up the past and saying, hey, look, remember when you screwed up here. Remember when you were uh, trying to live holy here and and you, you messed up. Remember when you were trying to uh, work on following me and then you fell away. God, God doesn't bring all of that stuff up. Rather, um, he deletes all of our sins and and uh, he says, "Hey, listen. Let's let's start anew. Let's start something new." And in Acts fifteen seven through eleven, Peter uh, made an address, and and he says this after much d- discussion. Peter got up and addressed him. And says, "Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe." God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Hey, guys, our hearts, our lives are purified. We cannot fix ourselves. Rather, God is the only one that can fix us. We can make those surface level changes, but guess what? Eventually, those cracks are going to come back. Eventually, we're going to give in. Look at verse 10. But now then, why do you try to test God by putting on your necks of the disciples a yoke of neither we nor our fathers have been able to hear? No, we believe it is through grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. Guys, we are saved. God loves us. God cares. And God wants to do a great work in us. And so how do we kind of overcome those things that we want to fix, but we can't seem to fix? We know that sin wants us to go one way. We know that sin just wants us to give in. And then we know that God wants something better for us. God wants us to live a holy life. And so uh, if we can't fix it ourselves, we know that there's something deeper in us that we want uh, that we want to 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 move forward and move beyond what do we do? Well, I think there's three things, and this is how we're going to close out that there are three things that you can do. Number one, um, and this one, uh, I think these are three great things uh, that we don't really talk about a whole lot. Number one is that is meditate on the word of God. In Joshua 1.8, uh, it says this, this is the book of the law, or this book of the law shall not, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you observe to do according to all that is written in it. Uh, whatever it is you are struggling with, there is a passage of scripture that in, that encourages you. Uh, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling in your marriage, if you're struggling with relationships with uh, somebody else, what, whatever it is, whatever that, if you're struggling with anger, it, I, I don't know what it is. Each one of us is different. Each one of us struggle with uh, with with something in our lives. So I don't know what it is, but there is a scripture that addresses that issue that you can meditate on, that you can focus on, and that you can learn, that you can read over and over again, that you can commit to memory, that you can allow to penetrate your heart. 
And so I want to encourage you, find that scripture. And it's very easy. Just get on, just get on the internet and Google verses about and then fill in the blank, whatever it is. Find those scriptures. Find that one scripture that, uh, that you can meditate on. Um, and, and we don't really talk about meditating on the Word of God very much and that is probably one thing that 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 uh, I would encourage you to do more uh, to do more of to find that scripture and to meditate on it to allow it uh, not just to know it up here in your head but really to hide it uh, hide it in your heart and then the second thing is is to be a doer of the word so we want to fix those things that are going on in our hearts and lives the world wants us to do one thing it, it may only give us a temporary fix uh, it might even be the completely wrong thing but as Christians as being saved uh, from our sins and and, the, and God forgetting forgiving them and forgetting them to meditate on the word of God but then secondly to be a doer of uh, of the word of God, you know James one twenty two, be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. Uh, we can meditate on God's word, but then we have to have an action step uh, with that. So meditate on God's word, but then do something about it. Address the the issue in some actionable way, and so. Uh, I just encourage you, for each one of us, uh, those actions are different based on what those things in our heart that we're struggling with. And so those action steps are different. And so uh, the action steps that I take might be different than the action steps you take. The The issue is not the action steps. The issue is, is that you do take action. Uh, so meditate on God's word. Take an action step in addressing that. And then finally, uh, one of the things I think we forget a lot is that we need to put God's word or the word of God above all else. Um, Put God's um, wisdom, put what God wants for us above what everything and everyone is telling us to do. Uh, We get so caught up in in looking to our friends and in looking to uh, self-help books and looking to this or that, that we forget that, hey, God's word addresses um, every aspect of our life. And so the first place we need to turn to instead of the last place we need to turn to is, of course, the word of God. And we need to put a high value on the word of God. It's funny, people always come to, to, to ministers and to pastors when they've exhausted all other options and they're like, we have nowhere else to turn. Well, instead, why don't you turn to God first? Why don't you turn to his word first? Why don't you turn to the actionable steps that God has for you first instead of going to him last? And so put some value on God's word and it being uh, the the guide for life. You know, I've heard it my whole life. The Bible is the handbook to life. It is uh, the thing that you should turn to when everything uh, seems to be going wrong, whether it's around us or in us. Um, and so there, there has to be some sort of value there. And so put God's word above everything else. 
And that's probably one of the hardest things to do uh, is to put God's, uh, God's word above everything else. Because as a guy, as a dude, I just want a quick fix. Can, can we fix this? And I want to fix it as quick as I can. I want to fix my marriage or my relationships or whatever addiction uh, I have or whatever situation is going on or circumstance. Man, I just want to fix it. I want to fix it now. And there are times when those fixes are not quick and God uh, kind of sets that standard, he sets that bar and God uh, wants to fix what's going on in our lives, but we have to allow him to fix it. We have to obey him in the way he wants to fix it, not in the way we want to fix it. And so kind of as we as we are kind of rounding out our, our series here, uh, I fix stuff, what I break, he fixes. We really have to look at allowing God to fix uh, what's going on in our lives. And we do that by, uh, by not conforming to the world, not conforming to the way the world wants us to fix things, but rather con- uh, being transformed by the word of God, being transformed by Jesus uh, saving us and following uh, what God wants us to do as written out in his word. So I just want to encourage you today and as you move through the next several days and weeks is that uh, if there's some stuff going on in your heart and life that you want uh, to fix, and trust me, there's stuff in my life that I want to fix. I'm sure there's stuff in your life that you want to fix. Um, Man, meditate on God's word. Uh, Take actionable steps based on God's word. And then don't turn to everyone else or, or the internet or whatever it is, uh, uh, but rather put God's word as a high regard and turn to that first and begin to research and look into God's word into, hey, God, how in the world can, can we fix, can I fix this issue based on uh, your word and allow him to fix you and, instead of you trying to fix you? So, uh, just kind of this morning, I know it's a, it's a little different, um, but um, thanks for being on here, and and uh, I hope in some way, shape, or form, this just encourages you um, as we um, as we all seek to follow God um, and to be uh, obedient followers of Jesus Christ. Let me pray, and then uh, y'all can hang online, or you can go to the office, or zoom into the office or whatever you want. So God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Thank you that we could come here. God, uh, Father, may we not focus on trying to fix ourselves, but allow you to fix us. May we present those issues that we're dealing with uh, to you and allow you to to fix them in the way that you want to fix them. Not that they would be a surface level change, but God, that they would be a permanent uh, change uh, in our lives. Uh, Father, we trust you, and we trust you to do great and mighty things both in our lives and in those uh, that are in our world of influence. Father, please make our hands productive as we all go to work today. May we honor uh, our bosses, and may we honor you with how we work and with what we say and with how we act. God, uh, you're a good God. You're a great God, and we thank you for this time. Uh, here this morning. It's in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for allowing us to be here and uh, thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening to today's Bible study. 
For more information regarding Cottonwood Creek, go to cottonwoodcreek.org, and we hope you tune in next time for more episodes of Men's Bible Study.